Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. <laughs> Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive? She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? What's up? Welcome to Screen Smash. I'm your host, Dan Morris. And with me this evening, I have the ever-lovely bunch of coconuts, Louie Rizzo. coconut! And all the brown jackets, Jake Brown. That, that's that's me. Hi. And the salt mine that is Maria Kinnon. <laughs> salt and pepper. Wait, there's pepper in the mine now? Yes. Shut up, Louie. Oh, one of these days, I might get Louis to intro himself without just making random noises, but blowing out I don't everyone's know. ears. Is that all ever happen? Never gonna one, happen. One of these days. <laughs> Hi, I'm Louis. All of this is getting cut out, but anyways, tonight. No, it's not. It's staying. Tonight on Screen Smash, we are going to talk about Microsoft winning the FTC trial. You're gonna. It's gonna let you get all the salt out, Marie. Just. Just let it happen. Specifically, you're going to talk about it, Maria. Only you. (laughs) Yes, Maria, tell us. We are also going to talk about Limited Runs Showcase. Did you know they had one? I didn't, but it's a pleasant surprise. And to close this out, we're going to talk about games that hold up, and it's going to be a little uh, bits and segment thingy with Jake. He's going to share some things with us about a game he's played recently. So to get us started... Maria, tell us all about Microsoft winning the FTC trial. Uh, I don't care because I have both consoles and it doesn't mean two shits to me. So whatever they decide to do, I can buy whatever games they're talking about. So I don't give a shit. It, this is our support team. It this shouldn't is our matter whether you own both consoles or not. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have an opinion about this? It. No, because I like the taste of chocolate. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you asked my opinion. Good. My opinion is I don't care. <laughs> okay, that's the opinion. <laughs> so to get us started here, uh, Microsoft has just won the FTC trial, which opens up another door for the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. It's not completely set in stone now, but this was like one of the biggest hurdles. So it's basically 
set. It's going to it's going to happen most likely now. And especially afterwards, we also saw that MS uh, Microsoft had gone and gotten a deal with Sony to keep Call of Duty on the PlayStation, because obviously that was the reason PlayStation was trying to fight tooth and nail, because they were worried that they were going to lose their biggest cash cow, which is Call of Duty. Uh, so this is a good thing, I believe. Um, I mean, I've been waiting for this for a while. You guys are like so trying so like, I'm being all serious and professional and you guys just keep sitting there like trying to keep the shit together. <laughs> it's just so funny. I'm sorry. I was paying attention. I was not paying attention at all. <laughs> Maria got me in a silly mood. I can't. Well, good. Because this is the silly topic to be in a silly mood for. Oh, okay. Serious. Van Damme. Okay, man. Like that's the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where I'm at. It I, for how long has this been going on? How long has a this been year. going on for? Like over or over a year, at least a year. The entire. I'm so. I am so sick of hearing it over the past oh year. God, I, I oh, heard about, about it. About to acquire well, it, and then it's heard about oh, it for no, a minute. It's blocked. It. <laughs> it's, it's, it's blocked by this. Oh, it's blocked by this. Oh, Microsoft, they're not going to do it. Oh, yeah, they are now. But wait, here comes Sony with the steel chair. And freaking, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Sinner. I would like it. <laughs> that is actually disturbingly so like, accurate. <laughs> here's the thing. I, I'm with Maria. I don't care. I have both consoles. If you don't have both consoles by now, that's on you. That's on you. I mean, like, I, I'm so good of hearing it. It's, oh, PlayStation. Call of Duty. You know what you can do, PlayStation? Honestly, if you want Call of Duty so bad, create a game better than Call of Duty. They tried and failed. That's it. That's not the last one. Multiple times. <laughs> cares about Killzone and whatever. I, I don't know. I don't care. Just, I'm done. <laughs> I, I think no, you can no. hear how angry you are. <laughs> my child is screaming. My child, uh, my child is in the other room right now screaming because she's sick of hearing it too. Okay. Every day I look to my child and I go, hey, read another article today about, uh, you know, Xbox may, may not get it, oh, they, but I don't know, but Sony, Sony's putting up a pretty good case. No, they're not. I just, who, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? We're done. What I think is funny about this is you guys are apparently taking this all from like the console war stand in perspective, which isn't at all the way I'm looking at it. Like I have so many other thoughts and processes to go along with this and you guys are just like i don't give a shit anymore i'm done with it who gives a okay fuck? okay that that now that's interesting i'm, I'm gonna because i don't know i again i was not paying attention i'm so sorry i'm like concentrate louis concentrate and then maria did a thing and i was like well that's more fun so I'm really sorry. But what I could say is um, I think that that the console wars and we've talked about this at length, especially specifically on this show, that the console wars really do kind of um, over incumbent everything that could possibly happen whenever one console does something that another either does it or is trying. It, it just be, it becomes part of it. It's just where where things go. It's just what people understand about the difference in the consoles anyway. So I, I don't know. I just, excuse me. I just find it very, very like, it, it, it's funny, but it's not because I can see how frustrated you are by it because it, it has nothing to do with it, but that's the only place people's minds go. Most oh, Xbox people, did something. Most people. Yeah. Most people. Yeah. Like, like you know, they're going to just be like, oh, the, the Xbox did it. All we have to do is wait for, for PlayStation to do it. That's not the point. 
<laughs> but that you know that's just where we go oh, i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i'm not looking at this as a console war thing it's more the like it's about time like it, it should just let xbox do something to make a move to stay competitive with the industry because that's what this is all about everybody wants to have their claim and their stake within the industry and microsoft has been doing their own thing to try to come back because it's it's very clear and we learn through a lot of these trials that microsoft has been at the back of the for, of the running when it comes to sales you know from for a long time basically since the 360 like the 360 got them kind of up there they they kind of took a good lead for a bit with the 360 but then it plummeted after that they've been behind in console sales since then and they're trying to do something to keep themselves relevant allowing them to finally have a bigger studio which then you know microsoft's whole thing now is they want to put games into as many gamers hands as possible including the whole thing with the deal for call of duty they want to put call of duty on the switch they want to keep call of duty on the playstation they want to keep call of duty on the pc they're trying to make it so that as many people as possible can play these games they're not doing it to say oh it's ours now you can't have it anymore that's console war mindset Console war mindset is gimme, gimme, gimme. This is ours. You can't have it. Which okay, I think but where, is. But where did that come from? But where did that come from? It did originally. <laughs> and I, I, it, it had to start from somewhere. And it, I remember there always being like, you know, the reason why you want the PlayStation is because you get Final Fantasy. The reason why you get the Xbox is because you get Halo. So, of course, our minds are going to naturally gravitate to. I blame trying to Sega. Bogart that. I blame Sega because Sega does what Nintendo wildly out of. <laughs> that's that's the, Sega! Oh my god, with the reversal. Oh, that's sorry. the original console war. That's where console wars originated with Sega versus Nintendo. It put people in this mindset of like, I have hmm. to have one, but not the other. Can't I, have I'm, both. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that one. I'm gonna say it started with PlayStation and Nintendo. Wow. Oh, see, because so there was literally a competition between Sega and Nintendo I, I before PlayStation that. existed. No, I understand that, but I think that Sega was, you know, it was a competitor, but it never quite lived up to the competition. PlayStation is where it really, really started. And that not only that, the PlayStation itself is a console that was specifically started to go up against Nintendo. Oh, it started for Nintendo originally. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be well, no, no, no. So, so the people that that started it were also kind of going like, yeah, it's kind of like DreamWorks to Disney. We did this to spite you, but we also did it to show you how to get it done. So once the PlayStation came out and became the real rival to the to the um, the Nintendo, that was when Xbox was like, you know what, we make computers, we could do that too. And then it became about the two power systems, which were Sony and Xbox, rather than the games, which would have stayed Sony Nintendo. And then we started getting into a power kind of struggle. And now we're that now we're at that point where it's like PC is the master red. Like everybody just wants power rather than actual good games. And ironically, Nintendo has, in my opinion, been playing the most fun games in the past decade, as opposed to these other idiots who were just like, it looks better. Look at our graphics. 5,000 FPS. Well, you said it yourself. There's PlayStation, there's Xbox, there's also PC, and there's also Switch. There are four, at least minimum, places you can play video games. So why is the console war only Xbox versus PlayStation? When there are clearly other competitors out there. 
but people don't talk about them so much when it comes to that mindset. Anyways, I I'm pulling power. <laughs> back because again, I wasn't looking at this about the console war. But before we move on, there is one part of this that I thought was particularly interesting that I wanted to touch on. And that was a quote from the judge's verdict in the trial quote from the judge. She said, before the merger, a consumer wanting to play a call of duty console game had to buy a PlayStation or an Xbox from judge uh, Corley. After the merger, consumers can utilize the cloud to play the device of choice, including uh, Nintendo switch uh, as well as, you know, call it uh, PC and Sony. And the, the quote goes on to say, perhaps this is bad for Sony, but good for Call of Duty gamers and future gamers. The judge in this trial called out Sony that this might be bad for you guys, but it's good for consumers. That was the whole point of the trial. The FTC's whole standing was trying to say that this is bad for consumers. That was their whole argument. They were trying to say that Microsoft buying Activision creates a monopoly, which is bad for consumers. The judge said in her findings that she disagrees <laughs> that that's not what's happening. I mean, I could see that, but that also boils over into it's a console war thing. <laughs> why? Why? Why, Louis? Why? Because the judge no, had why? to specifically say, hey, PlayStation. No, it sucks for you. But that was but... their whole argument. That was their argument, though. That was Sony getting up there and going, we don't want this. No, because... no, no. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get that. But that, you have that's... to remember a key aspect here, Louis. The console war, as it is, as it is rhetoric in the world and in social medias, isn't between the consoles themselves. It's between people. <laughs> I get I'm answering your question of why you're saying why do people think it's only about the consoles because even in the deposition it is stating the difference between the console that yes it is definitively good for one and is definitely not not so bad for the other for the gamers it's fine I get where you're coming from I get where you're, you're frustrated <laughs> is what I'm saying but if you're if you're pointing out that PlayStation is not going to get better but Xbox is going to no, have you no. Know, you're doing exactly what the console <laughs> war people are doing, Louis. You're doing the wrong thing. You're only looking at this at surface level. <laughs> I'm saying I see why you say it's and and you're right. It's not about that, but that's why people are seeing it that way. It's an easy transgression. I'm not agreeing with it. I say it's just an easy transgression. That's why people are thinking that's all that it's about. Is it it is kind of on the console war. But it's not what the whole thing was for. I, I, I get what you're saying. It's, just, it's really hard to explain. <laughs> I have to put a whole thing prepared. I will study this and we will come back to this, young man. Because we won't. Games. No, we won't. No, but no, we, we won't. all. <laughs> no, you won't. He and I will. <laughs> That's the whole thing from this is it's supposed to make it easier for all of us to just play our games and not have to worry about all this garbage. Just play all the consoles and then you can play all the games. Oh, money. That's cool. Listen, that's the equivalent of PC players. Like, just get a PC and then you can play everything. Like, well, yeah, that's $2,000. It's, like, it's the same as buying all the consoles. So, no, yeah. You could get oh, a yeah. really bad PC for like 500 I mean, you could get a really good one for 500 if you know what the hell you're doing, but you have to know what the fuck you're doing. And Maria won't let me tell people what the hell to do because she does the snoring because thing we right. only have an hour and you go on forever i only go on louis louis, louis listen okay 
The whole reason I'm getting frustrated with your... You keep bringing it back to console wars when I'm trying to pull it away (laughs) from console wars. And then you went on a whole thing that you talked... No, I'm talking about what the judge actually (laughs) said in the trial to make their fucking decision, Louie. I hear you, but it was a... Louie, 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 Louie. You keep just bringing it back to that. Dude, I can't anymore. I can't. All right. Mom, Louis, man, you're killing me. Please think of the children. <laughs> Where's the screaming child? <laughs> there, there is so much more to, 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 to extract from this. And you're solely focused to talk on that specific aspect. We didn't have to talk about console wars at all, and we, we weren't talked, talking about console we wars. Could have had but you pointed co- out to PlayStation. They said to PlayStation. We're talking about Xbox, but I to PlayStation. Did they said this. not pointed out, Louis. I'm roll talking, the tape. <laughs> I am Louis. I'm listening. Louis. Oh, you're not. <laughs> you're clearly not listening. All right. Okay. Are you? Is this what you're? Is this for Drew? Are you doing this for Drew? Yes. This Are you just doing this just to piss me off for Drew's sake? <laughs> no, I forget oh. it. Forget it. We have so much more to talk about. Moving on, we're going to talk about the limited run showcase. If you don't know what Limited Run is, it's a a little company that does limited runs of video games. They make uh, like numbered, like short physical renditions of games that may or may not have had physical copies or their games that are getting a reproduction that haven't had one in like a long time. Uh, If you've not heard of them, check them out, especially if you're into physical games and collecting physical games. They do really cool uh, like special editions and whatnot for games. Anyways, they specifically had a showcase last week uh, where they showed off and announced a bevy of games getting physical releases, including a never-before-released Shantae Game Boy Advance game and the return of a cult classic platformer. Uh, this is good for games, you know, especially for the ones that didn't get their physical release because some of these games only ever got a digital release and through limited run, they get a physical release, uh, especially if you're someone like me who's a physical collector uh, or you just prefer having a physical game over digital ones. This is kind of the only way to get that. Uh, did you guys happen to see anything on that announcement that kind of stuck stuck out for you, or just in general, what you your thoughts on physical uh, limited run? So I uh, I didn't know how <laughs> know a lot about limited run. Um, it was like a while ago I actually learned about them because uh, my husband get some of the games and stuff, get physical release, but they do give some like really nice packages. You get some of these like collector's editions and they'll give you like, you get the big box and you get like some little trinkets in and things like that. Like I, I ordered the uh, Return to Monkey Island um, one earlier in the year. They take a little while to come through. The thing is, because it's limited run, they are actually limited. So if you don't catch it and order it, you cannot get them again. Um, but it's really nice a way of getting these physical releases of these games. Like it's that you might not get a chance to. I think we got um, a robot named Fight. I think we might have a Quake one. Um, I know there's a Doom 64 version coming out, which is giving us like the big box one. It's really nice. Like if you if you're a fan of physical copies, which you know in this day and age where everything is digital, like it's really worth looking into limited run and getting yourself like a, 
a little collector's edition for it. No, I'm all for it. I'm I'm very pro limited run. Yeah, I kind of had a similar experience, kind of Maria. Like I didn't know too much about them. Uh, first, I heard about them, which piqued my interest was the Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge little collector's edition, like the bundle, like she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it comes with like an action figure. Um, a shadow box it's in like a vhs case it's like it was really cool and i i mean like i i definitely i don't know if i got a physical release the game or if it was only digital but it, like it is cool to have like a physical copy and i have all these little exclusive trinkets and um from the showcase thing like you mentioned uh what caught my eye was the castlevania they had mm. and the jurassic park like those two look great i remember playing jurassic <laughs> park on the game boy and oh like we were just talking about that, I think, last yeah, week. We were just talking and, uh, about that last week with Chase, the Jurassic Park games. And like and like now it gives me a reason to, you know, go back. Like I wasn't gonna pull out my Game Boy, but I'm like, you know, I can play it here. So I'm forward to it. I didn't know there was a, a showcase. Uh I didn't know anything about it. It was just recently we actually learned that it's actually showcase, which is really cool because, you know, I like to see that they're actually getting into the market and advertising this cool product thing. But yeah, I'm awful limit wrong. I usually don't like limited run stuff because I'm always just kind of like keep it to the consumer. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> if you if you get those like like those rare kind of little one of one of a time or one of a kind items at little time runs and stuff like that, like okay, for example, um, Disney's Vault. Yeah, I hated that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only buy these, you know, every twenty years and blah blah blah. Because it's like, well, I want oh, to show my yeah, kid yeah. what I grew up with. <laughs> So with this kind of a thing, like with the limited run, um, it, it does kind of the people that have really kept to um, the fandom. It sounds like it's a really good treat for them. Like if you've been mm. listening to it, if you've been waiting for it, then this is just a really cool thing to be like, hey, by the way, you're still going to have access to the game with or without this limited run access. But this is the first time that you'll actually get something back for being a fan for this long. So I don't know. I think that sounds really cool. That, that's that's nice. Yeah, I, I appreciate limited run and like unlike the vault thing, vault is Disney just being jerks basically Disney, saying yeah. here you can have it for now. We're taking it back. You can have it now. We're taking it back. Whereas limited and run it's is seventy dollars. Limited run is giving you the option to buy something that you couldn't before at all. Like they're going out of their way to package something in a way that you can acquire it in a physical form. I've gotten a couple of things through limited run too, and it's uh, like really cool that like especially games that typically only get a digital release, especially like uh, straight to digital, like indie games. There's a mm. lot of indie games that get limited run releases and those are really cool. Or they do like really cool reprints. Like you said, Marie, I think you have Quake. That's like a reprint of Quake. Yeah. Um, I got the uh, uh, Double Dragon Battletoads on the Nintendo cartridge. Mm-hmm. Like it's a reprint that they did of that game. I don't have the original, but I've got the limited run reprint and it's a playable cartridge. And yeah. now they announced the Shantae. I watched the whole uh, dev interview they did where the guy who makes Shantae, essentially, when the original game came out on the Game Boy, he had developed a Game Boy Advance game, but then the original Shantae didn't sell very well. So he couldn't get the Game Boy Advance version approved because the first game sold kind of badly. But now Shantae has gotten really popular since then. And then he went back and found all of his original files and code that he had and is finished making that game that he was making back in like 2003 or something and it's a game boy game it's an actual game boy advance game which is super cool to like it's a new game boy advance game and for somebody like me and like jake like we have fond memories of the game boy advance 
and the Castlevania collection is cool because I actually bought that game digitally. I have it, but it's like, oh, now I could get like a physical version of it, which wasn't a thing before. Uh, even to yeah. the point where, go ahead, Maria. <laughs> I was just saying, mm-hmm. it's it's also nice that it comes with little extra things that you wouldn't have had with any kind of physical release. You get like a a little statue and a trinket and a book and an art book and stuff. It's like kind of going back to those old days where you got the big PC boxes. You know, and you yeah. got something in them. I actually missed out on the uh, Monkey Island Collector's Edition a while back. And, oh, I was pissed <laughs> because it was a big box and it came with the statue and you cannot get it anywhere. Like They sell it on eBay now and it's like $400. And I'm yeah. like, I, you can't get it. Like If you do miss it, it's gone. So it literally is limited run. Yeah, I mean, that's um, kind of the whole point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it, it's... Um, yeah, no, it's, it is. It's nice getting the little things because you feel like you're actually getting a physical product rather than just a code, you know? Yeah, I had actually ordered the limited run of the Switch version of Star Wars Force Unleashed. I think it was the collector's edition that comes with like a lightsaber. So I was like, ooh, you know, like I I don't think they've they haven't packaged and shipped it yet. It's still like a ways out, I think. But still, like it's usually like you they have a window of when you can order something. And then after that, they close it off. You can't do it anymore. And it's gone. Was it Force Unleashed or was it Force Unleashed? The original Force Unleashed. No, I was just saying that I like I like some of the stuff that you've gotten from like like but still my favorite is that Revenge and Sword. That is the coolest thing I've seen that you get from those. I know it's not limited. Well, run. yeah, that was a collector's like, edition. Yeah, no, I mean, no, but, but <laughs> like like what, I, what I'm getting at is that like I love those little collector's things. things. Like yeah, like like I I revel at that. I know. I sometimes I hate that it's like well, in order to get this statue, you got to spend four thousand dollars. I mean, I want the game. <laughs> and the thing is, with limited run, is they're not actually that pricey. Not no, as they bad. Are actually, no, they're that. not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, bucks, fifty bucks is great. That that's, yeah, that's well, kind of like, pricey, but that's not three hundred. You know. Yeah, but like for, when you sorry, do for a coin, and then you do miss out on it, you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'll admit to that. <laughs> yeah. What can I sell? Yeah. The other, How much uh, would my cat go for? The other main thing I wanted to hit on that with that was at this limited run showcase, they announced the Gex trilogy and Ooh. anyone out there who's a Gex fan, oh, yeah. you've got to be excited. I remember playing Gex back in the day on the PS one and loving that series. And it was one of those games that I always rented from blockbuster and got like, I would play it over the weekend back in the day on PS one. Uh, and I haven't played those games since. So I'm actually kind of excited to revisit them and be able to play them like on modern consoles. I know that's one of those series that's kind of like beloved, but it's kind of been just shoved away to the annals of time. I played it on the demo disc, and mm-hmm. I remember playing this little <laughs> Halloween um, like level, and I played it repeatedly. I never played the full game, but I thought it was amazing. <laughs> so I, I'm excited I, I got for the you. First one. Yeah, no, I got the first one when it came out, and I remember as a kid, I loved it. As I got older, I'm like, oh, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Like when you're a little kid, like him going, him and his little one-liners. That was he's so rad. Yeah. Now I'm like, ah, that was definitely an early '90s thing. Yeah. Yeah, I used to love how uh, Gex was kind of like a parody on everything. So every, every each level in a Gex game was a parody of like a movie franchise or something, and that's where you see like Gex as James Bond mm. a lot of times in mm. marketing and things because there was. Was it just a level or was it almost an entire game? I forget now with Gex where it was like a straight up parody of James Bond. I can't yeah, and it was like Enter the was, Gecko was or something. There was like a bunch of like the ones. Yeah, it was yeah. like Enter yeah. the Gecko or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. So it's like, that's the thing is like this game is such a faint memory for me 
as someone who played it back in the day. But if you've never played this series, they're interesting, fun platformers from back in the day. And I, I'm looking forward to having a chance to be able to revisit those games now that I don't have the original PS1 games anymore. And that's another thing, too, is old games are hard to get a hold of nowadays. Yes, especially with everything going digital. Yeah, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. once a company decides you're not playing it anymore, you're not playing it. So yeah. to have that physical copy come back is like, oh. Yeah. At you, PT. <laughs> At you, PT. Yeah, yeah no, PT no. trailer. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And it's unless you're like me and you still have your original PlayStation 1 from when you were a kid or your original Nintendo 64, or if you didn't have those things at all because you weren't born yet you know <laughs> you're like oh i want to go track down an old playstation one and try to find these old games to play on this old console you might have a hard time finding it or if you do find it it might be a bit pricey <laughs> like older games are getting really expensive now yes they are especially the really popular games the more popular the more expensive they get and it gets oof it's like collected pokemon and Pokemon yeah, games, about, they're yeah. among the most expensive. <laughs> yeah. freaking like 90 and up for a freaking Pokemon game. It's insane. Yeah. The original Pokemon games, are they go for hundreds of dollars. It's insane. Yeah. Crazy. I see those games now and I'm like, man, I, I sold that game for like 20 bucks and it's like $300. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. And now, now the, the Pokemon games are basically the new FIFA and you get one a year and it's like, all right <laughs> some of them are great some of them not so great but yeah no no the, the, you know going going and dan introduced me to a lot of this uh going to those uh those little kiosks where like they show a lot of like the older kinds of games and i was like when you know even growing up uh, as an adult i was kind of like i mean that's really cool but who the hell would want to buy a game that expensive for whatever stupid reason and then he kind of introduced me a little bit to like you know like like what the whole thing about collection is and i'm like oh oh okay i get it now (laughs) yeah there was something else announced that the uh, limited run showcase that i'm particularly interested in too and that's the original clock tower is getting like a remaster remake i I know that kind of thing uh well you've probably heard of the clock tower series the clock tower Mm. series has been around for a while to the point where i think the last clock tower game came out on playstation 2 and even that, that's hard to get a hold of, it, and it's expensive. I know, I've looked. The original Clock Tower was one of those like OG survival horror games, like before Resident Evil. So it was like Clock Tower and um, uh, what's the other one? Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark. Oh, those yeah. were like two of the first proper survival horror games, and then like Resident Evil basically ripped them off. And uh, the original Clock Tower, which I've never played before, and I've only seen, like, I think Japanese translation versions of it before, is getting, like, this new fancy version that Limited Run's doing. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, I can actually get, like, a modernized, updated version of this game to be able to play, finally, and experience. I saw that they're really releasing Night Trap (laughs) for some reason. Um, Yeah, why not? Yeah, because why not Limited Run? I mean, it's nostalgic bullshit, but. (laughs) <laughs> i not? still want my parasite eve god damn it <laughs> boy good luck with that mm. that is so freaking hard to find without emulating and don't emulate anyway not illegally you can not, you can emulate legally the, technically the there is no legal <laughs> emulation 
You can do well, it as long as you own the original game. Right, exactly. No, Nintendo does not believe so. The second that you turn it into an emulator, that's illegal. Well, yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo for sure. But only Nintendo. Everybody else is like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Everyone else is like, I'm a pirate on the sea. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I was if there's a game that looks really interesting and I want to be able to play it, but it's going for like two thousand dollars on eBay, I'm gonna find alternate means to be able to try that game and play it. If legal, legal. <laughs> anyways limited run is fun limited run is good uh check out that limited run showcase if you have any interest in the physical copies of games that typically don't get them or any of the games that we mentioned here tonight there's definitely some good stuff out there some of it's really obscure some of it's like really random indie games you've never heard of but you might find a you know a gem diamond in the rough kind of thing i mean i would re- recommend that you follow limited run on social medias and stuff because a game might pop up that you really want and you will mm-hmm. miss it. So it's, I've done it many times. So yeah, if I would follow them just in case something yeah. does come up. Limited but. Run actually did the collector's editions of the new Dead Space remake. Like mm. they handled all oh. of the collector's editions for Dead Space specifically. And it came helmet. with like a helmet of Isaacs. Yeah. That was Limited mm. Run that did that. They're mm. getting more and wow. more mainstream. And um, for the most part, Limited Run only does Switch and PlayStation games, but they're starting to start doing a little bit of Xbox uh, when it comes to the current gen consoles. Yes. So that makes me happy because I always want, you know, the Xbox option, but I'll, I've gotten PlayStation as well as Switch games through Limited Run as well. Moving us <laughs> along to our uh, main topic of discussion tonight is going to be games that still hold up. And to get us started, Jake has actually played an older game recently that he's pretty much uh, well enjoyed. And I'm going to let him take the floor. What'd you play, Jake? Hi, I'm Jake from State Farm, and I'm not here to sell you insurance. I'm here to sell you Deadpool, the video game. Family friendly fun. So, So I picked up Deadpool a few weeks back and my God. Why did it take me 10 years to play this game? (laughs) Let me just start off by saying, like, Nolan North as Deadpool is just comedy gold. Like, to me, I feel like he wasn't even given a script. Like, he was just told, do whatever you want. We'll throw it in the game. I I, I don't care. (laughs) Be yourself. Do whatever you want. Because, like, that's literally just how the game feels. And it, it it is brilliant. Um. And I, I I played it for like two weeks straight. I've I just hundred percented it. I got all the achievements, and um, I'm kind of sad that I got everything unlocked because I'm like I kind of I wish I had more to do a little bit. But I believe the comedy in the game is like kind of the key reason why it holds up. I mean, like other than that, like the combat, it's it's okay. It's it's good, not great. I mean, like most of the game, I found myself hitting the same three buttons. <laughs> Like X, X, Y, X, X, Y. The graphics, you know, they're, they're kind of what you expect for a superhero game. Like, they're not great, but they're not bad. But it's, I mean, it doesn't really, like, it doesn't bother me. But the great thing about it is, like, it's it's the, the fun that I have killing these guys while hearing Nolan just crack jokes the entire time. But, like, it makes me forget I'm playing a 10-year-old game. And like that, that's exactly kind of like why in 10 years I see myself revisiting again to play it because it like it takes me out of the world. It takes me 
like I'm, I'm into this experience to where, I mean, that's why I think it just, it holds up. I mean, it just, it's fun. 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 I fun makes it. it hold up. I need to play it. I own it. Do it. Do it. Here, I'm going to give it to you through the. <laughs> it's just like slot it down to her. <laughs> oh, that, you, she, she, she's, go, she's below you. No, no, no. She's below. <laughs> you threw it at Dan. Whoops. That'd be so good. Like Dan. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Like near him. <laughs> oh, wait, other way. This way. Like, it went the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if, we, if we had planned this, we could have done a bit. We but. totally could have done a bit. <laughs> Fuck it. Planning. We're doing it live. <laughs> it's out. Really right. Pass it down to Louie. <laughs> I well, I don't have a physical copy. Oh, good! It's for the bit. I get my, I get my PlayStation. <laughs> Which is crazy. I know, I know. We were just talking about limited run, uh, run games, but Deadpool is actually you can only get it. Which is insane. It is limited. Yes. Like they took it digitally. <laughs> Which is is very limited because you can't buy it digital because of licensing issues. Yeah. So I found it. It is like, technically a limited run. Yeah, I've been hunting for it for like second hand, and I it's it's hard to find it below like thirty dollars. You know, for like yeah. the Xbox One and stuff. So yeah. it is one of those games that you're like, ah, I was holding off trying to see if I could find it cheap, and then after a while, it's just like, just just do it, <laughs> just get it. Now, something that I want to echo. Just- that you mentioned, Jake, was you were explaining why you think the game holds up. And you didn't say, like you said, eh, the gameplay is okay. The graphics are okay. Like they're nothing special, but there's something about the mm. game. There's something mm. that makes it fun. And it's, that's what's important is how much fun you had playing the game. And the fact that you, you like, I'm going to experience this myself because I haven't played the game since it originally released 10 years ago. It just had its 10 year anniversary from June of 2013 is when it originally released. And that's when I played it. I don't remember a thing from the game. So I'm looking forward to playing it again and re-experiencing everything the game had. Even though I, I remember the game having not like the greatest gameplay or the greatest combat, but it was basically like all of those things are just uh, like a, a mechanism to fuel you through what is the a f- phenomenal hysterical story. I don't know if story is the right word, but experience. It can be. Yeah. Well, you will say that this is the funny it's, story. It's, it's the- <laughs> well, I, I wanted I wanted to make a comparison, and I think that I think that you specifically, Dan, can actually like really agree with me on this one. That we were talking about um, DMC Devil May Cry, how much we like that game, and everybody else hates it. But to me, Deadpool and DMC are basically the same, but reversed. In mm. that, I love playing DMC because of the game. Because of the gameplay, because of the music, all of that, all the background stuff. The story sucks. The everything else about it is I personally I do not I don't care. The we're brothers, but we don't like each other. I mean, that's yeah, always that's, been the story of Devil May Cry from the beginning. I know, but like they gave you like like two sentences a game to, to like remind you that these are brothers and they hate each other. The rest of it is all done through the action. But the DMC game, like I love playing it because of how fun it is. It has some of the mm-hmm. best, uh, like like the the best utilization for actual on screen action. Deadpool is the same thing over and over. You're hitting two buttons the entire time. La, la, la. But I will play that game once a year because of how funny and how much I love going. Like I could quote it like a good comedy movie like yeah i know every joke and i'm still gonna laugh at every one of them because it's not delivered by me looking at myself in the mirror it's delivered by nolan north and he's a god when it comes to playing that 
And so, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just think that it, it's weird. Not to mention. That, Sorry, go ahead, Louis. Finish what you're saying. No, Sorry. no, just it's weird that the, a game can be known and so readily available for not the gameplay. <laughs> Personally. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, not to mention with uh, Deadpool, you get three versions of Nolan. Not one, not two, but three. Yeah. <laughs> you get three versions time. of Nolan all at once. It's like the voices in his head talking back and forth. I love it. It's like I, I love, I love the, like the opening. And spoiler, Maria. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's like one of my favorite lines is when you're sitting there, you're blowing up the blow up doll. <laughs> the, the inner voice in his head. He's like, "Are we going to put our penis inside this thing?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing this game right now. Sorry, guys. I gotta go. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I'm sick. Uh, or when uh, I have COVID, Deadpool tells off Nolan North in the game. Oh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Nolan. Like super fourth wall breaking. Love it. It's very good. I, I, uh, I love. I love that Nolan is telling him how he wants to play him to him. I thought that was that. That's a great little joke. It's like, how pretentious are you to be like, yeah? So I think your character needs to be like, I am the character asshole. Like, <laughs> I just thought that was really cool. It's got it's got so many moments, man. And it's just like I, I love when he goes through the door, like <laughs> like old school like graphics. It's all pixelated. He's like, what the hell is this? And it's like, oh, you went over budget. He's like, like let me fix this real quick. Well, yeah, with their T posing, just running around the room. Yeah. <laughs> so, I want to give a, a shout out to High Moon Studios, which is the studio that developed this game. Which before Deadpool, okay. they had made the, the amazing Transformer games, War of Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. Those games are phenomenal too. They still hold up, I would say. High Moon, since Deadpool too, it kind of got absorbed into Activision and then went on to just be like a support studio for Call of Duty games, which is kind of like. Oh, <laughs> because they were making really good games on their own before that. And now they just kind of make Call of Duty games. But uh, is there any other games that you guys have like that you want to talk about that are games that you still think still hold up to this day that might be a little older or like have particular reasons like Deadpool? Your Vengeance. Yeah. Metal Gear oh, Vengeance, no. a thousand percent. Oh. Not, not only... not. I mean, it might also just because be because the zeitgeist is like perfect for it. <laughs> and I mean, there's a reason why it has been like getting quoted and all the memes about memes have been floating around for the past couple years. Uh, certain quotations that are not taken out of context and certain villains, you know, yay, we're not going to do politics. Anyway, I just think that that game also, like it, it was one of those ones that I, I went through until I got to a certain point very, very early. I think it was the, the dog boss. And then I was just like, yeah. eh, it's not what uh -huh. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's not what I thought it was. Yeah, whatever. And then I left and like a year later I came back and was like, you know what? Let me give it a shot. And then I give it a shot, and I, yeah, I, I cleared it in a weekend. It, it was just so goddamn good. Not many games are built the way that it is. Uh, many people, like a lot of YouTube, um, my favorite YouTubers have been coming on and talking about it like pretty consistently. It's just, again, because of current zeitgeist, it makes a lot of sense. But oh man, that that game, that not a lot of games are that smooth. Are that cool? Are that fun? Maybe it's a little 
late 90s rock even though it was made in the 2010s but i, I it's still kind of cool it's still kind of hype it's it's fun I, I love it yeah the game gets my blood pumping so hard when i play it's like it's so well tuned to the action and the music and everything just has such a cadence not talking about the political <laughs> drama of the metal gear series that was interwoven into that game yeah definitely like iconic like boss battles and like it's the soundtrack the soundtrack to me is what makes that game like you, the don't care what I was playing. <laughs> so good and it's like that must have been why you fell off at the beginning of the first time playing it you must have had the volume turned down because if you <laughs> i don't i don't like that kind of music to be honest that, 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 that rock is... 11, man. as soon as i heard that i was like I'm getting the soundtrack it's going in my car yeah man <sighs> See, but it came out like like almost exactly at the same time as DMC, and like, that yeah, music were pretty I close liked. together. Yeah, like a couple months yeah. off or something. Because I had but the soundtrack for the DMC too, well. with the noisier yeah. soundtrack of DMC, and then but also Metal Gear Rising because I got the collector's edition that came with that sword and it came with the soundtrack, and I was like, like Jake in my car, just like just jamming away, like pretending I'm slashing giant robots with my magic ninja sword. Just yelling, rules of retro. Oh. <laughs> I think I have oh, a bit a... of uh, a different take on um, on it because I took a big break from gaming for like a long time. Like basically the PS2 was like the last console I played. I played the PS3 a bit because it was my brother's, but I didn't own it. So when he moved out, he took his consoles with him. I didn't play them. So I took a big gap in gaming and then we finally got the PS3 and then the PS4. So for me... I'm playing a lot of these games for the first time. You know, I'm playing Destiny for the first time. I'm playing the Uncharted games for the first time. I'm playing a lot of these, going back and trying to fill that gap. And so to me, it's like I'm finding a lot of these games that I think compared to the new games would be so dated, but I'm surprised of how good they're holding up to the standards I'm expecting of them from these old games. Like when I first played like Destiny, I was like, holy shit, I thought this game was going to be a lot rougher than it actually is, you know, because I'm expecting, you know, from when it came out, I'm I'm judging it thinking it's going to be janky, it's going to be this, and I'm just kind of having like so much fun with these games. So, um, but no, there's other games that I actually went back and played like a while ago and like uh, Perfect Dark. I played Perfect Dark uh, a while ago. I had so much fun with it, doing the split screen on there and going through and just even though like the graphics you know are kind of janky and stuff there's still that retro-y feel to it where it's just good fun um but yeah there are just some games that just do hold up that you just the, the graphics don't matter it's just the experience of just kind mm-hmm. of especially split screen mm-hmm. games that you can sit couch co-op with people and just hang out and stuff yeah a lot of these games are like really really cool like i went back and played the first destiny and i'm like oh it's amazing I know it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Still never played the first one, but I like the second one a lot. That was really good. Uh, the first Destiny, so good. And yeah, it absolutely still holds up. And like what you said, like you were put off by thinking about like you were judging it beforehand. But like Destiny has got that years of Bungie pedigree behind mm. it so that when they released that game, it was still immediately a super solid game mm. and experience that like there's very little jank, there's very little glitching, and it's just a very solid experience. Uh and we could list hundreds of games, you know, that still hold up. And like, you could go from any different route of like, whether it's a retro game or if it's a, you know, 
like a modern game that is like doing something different. But like I want to mention kind of in the similar vein, a game that I think really holds up to the test of time. And like, it's hard to believe that this game was, is as old as it is, is the Ninja Gaiden game that released on the Xbox, the original Xbox Ninja Gaiden. It's one of my favorite action games of all time. You can still play Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden Black on the current consoles. You can play it as it was originally when it came out in 2002, 2003, I want to say. And the graphics in that game are freaking gorgeous. Like they were doing stuff with that game, with the visuals well in advance to anything else. And you would be surprised looking at this game that it was actually an original Xbox game. And it's since they did the the versions that are current gen, they have up-resed it, so it's full 1080p. Uh, but it, a game back at then, it had 60 FPS. It's buttery smooth. It's got some of the best action out there, and I can easily go back and play the original Ninja Gaiden. It's even better than the re-release. They did a remake. <laughs> they did a re-release of Ninja Gaiden as Ninja Gaiden Sigma. It's not as good. <laughs> the original version of Ninja Gaiden is better than the re-released, like, remake version. I don't know how they messed that up, but that's what they did. <laughs> I think I only uh, played Sigma. Black was Black was first, you said? Well, it's there's Ninja Gaiden and there's Ninja Gaiden Black, which was kind of like the complete edition back then. Mm-hmm. Like it had all the added extra content. So Black is still basically the same game. It just they had different wording for it. Yeah, Sigma was the PlayStation version of the game because... Ninja Gaiden originally oh, okay. was an Xbox exclusive for a number of years. And then it got a PlayStation port in the form of Ninja Gaiden Sigma. But when they made the port, they didn't have the original code anymore because the guy who made the game originally had left the company. So they basically kind of like hodgepodge it back together and filled in some of the blanks. Yeah, it's not as good. <laughs> I don't think I've, no, I've, I've tried out the Sigmas. I, I know I sucked back then, but I feel like I suck way more now. I couldn't get past the first, like, there, there's that group of ninja before you get mm. to the boss, the first boss. And I know that the first boss is a nightmare. I'm already prepared for that. But right before that, there's that, that damn room. I just, I can't, I, hmm. <laughs> nope. That's that was a, the other that's thing too. Was like, Ninja Gaiden was like the old school Dark Souls. Like you would say Ninja Gaiden when you're talking about mm-hmm. hard games. Now it's Dark Souls. It's kind of like the staple for hard games. But that yeah, was yep. Ninja Gaiden back in the day. They're still pretty damn challenging games. I oh. still don't understand. Why does a guy that massive need nunchuck? Because Why? nunchucks. Why? Why wouldn't he use nunchucks? <laughs> give him, I don't know, the hammer or a sword. No, 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 no. You give the biggest buffest dude the fastest weapon and he's really good with them and I hate it. <laughs> Damn it. The best part too is he's not like a real boss to either. He's just your trainer. No. He's like your mentor. Yeah. I remember Welcome beating that for the first time. I go like, what? <laughs> it's like, you're my friend. I don't want to meet my enemies. Then. Can I can I get through the first level, please? I had the same problem with Wolong. Oh, yeah, Wolong. I, I can help you with that. But anyways, I wanted to go over a quick uh, short list of like games that I think still hold up. To include, I'm trying to limit myself to games that have released uh, like in 
the last 10 to 15 years. And that's mostly like, I'm looking at games like Gears of War. Like Gears of War is still a blast to play. It still looks yeah. fantastic. Uncharted 2, mm-hmm. I think, is mm-hmm. one of like the best of that generation. It's easily it's it's easily one of the best Uncharted games, in my opinion. And I think it still has one of the best overall play, like from how the game flows and how the play style is and how it operates. Uh and the best story, in my opinion. And then uh, I also want to th- shout out Metroid Prime from the original GameCube. Mm-hmm. Hands down, one of the best, like, any Nintendo game that's not, like, straight up, like, a kid's, like, Mario or Mario Party or anything. Because Mario is timeless. It's really yeah. hard to fall to Mario game because it's just hop, 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 jump, jump. Like, there's not a lot of depth to a Mario game. Uh, but, like, Metroid Prime, I could easily pick up and play any day. And it's just, like... I, I I can't wait to sink my teeth into the remaster because I hear the remaster is just phenomenal. I could easily go back and say even more like Donkey Kong Country, but we won't we won't go that deep for this. <laughs> yeah, one. I, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, could you go like like obvious and be like Half Life? Like, yeah, obviously. Half Life, guys. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could easily go like you know Final Fantasy VII, Chrono Trigger. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's but, so but, many games. Uh, I, no, we, 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 need, we need to talk about the ones that, like, all right. So maybe, I, maybe Revengeance should be pulled back a little. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that well, because I'm, I look at it from like games that came out between the uh, the sixth and seventh generation because the sixth and seventh generation was a big learning curve for development, and there's a lot of jank <laughs> in mm. that generation. Okay, I can see that. Did you have something, Jake? I mean, it's kind of like there's really no wrong answer if it you know, if it holds up because everybody kind of judges it differently. You know what I mean? That's yeah. true. Um, it's like I know, like you were talking about, like you said, like Gears of War and Uncharted. It's like when it comes to Gears of War, it's like yeah, you can say like the graphics and more, but it's like to me, per that series, like I I love like the first game itself. I love like the world, the atmosphere in it, like the dark horror vibes you get, and it's like no matter how many times I return to play a game like that game. Like I have just as much fun as the very first time I did. So like to me, that's how it holds up. Yeah, yeah there's the nostalgia factor there for way. sure. Yeah, big nostalgia and but replay like, value. I mean, I factor into it. To kind of set some uh, like standard and ground point, think of like a game that you might not have played when it came out and then you try to play it and you're like, oh, wow, ugh, like this is not great because if you look at like the PS2 to PS3, Xbox, Xbox 360, they didn't quite standardize a lot of like how you play certain games. Like you can jump into say red faction or red faction two. And those games, like their control schemes are batshit crazy. You know, Goldeneye. like let's talk about Goldeneye. That doesn't hold up very well. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Goldeneye doesn't hold up, but perfect dark. Yeah. Perfect dark is better. Yeah. I I can see what you mean. Cause I, I know I was really late into getting into the infamous series. And so I bought all of them for uh, the PS3 a few years back. And I went to try the first one and like I couldn't get past the first hour. And everybody's like, it's a game, though. And I was just like, mm. like it's clunky. It doesn't yeah. look that great. I, uh. So, I mean, I guess I can see what you mean. I yeah, that's kind of <laughs> Sorry, that's kind of what I'm finding with like like going back and playing a lot of these games that a lot of people loved. Like I found, I went back and you know I played the Uncharted games for the first time in 2020, and it was like you know oh my god these are amazing. But then I also went back and played 
a lot of games that people recommended and I was like, um, <laughs> like I played the first mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed and I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh it's a little rough. <laughs> The, so, the, the first one is definitely rough yeah exactly and that's but what that's, i mean that's um cool. that's what i mean about games that hold up it's like do they still hold up to the standard of what games are expected today and that's like for me i went back and i found them and i was you know i came off the back of the uncharted series and went straight into assassin's creed the first one and i was like oh hot damn it <laughs> yeah so, probably not yeah. the best movement yeah from uncharted to assassin's <laughs> Just just go for broke and go to Castlevania. I mean, you know, same thing. <laughs> that was great back then. <laughs> now. Yeah, like on the Castlevania front, like I'm happy to play the newer Castlevanias, but I have a hard time with the original Castlevanias because they changed oh, yeah. those games over the years. Like the original NES Castlevanias are more straightforward, like action games. And they're hard. And then as you get into like Symphony of the Night and beyond, that's when they become RPGs and they get that moniker of Metroidvania because they both kind of share that system of like a big map that you open up different pathways, you level up your character. I can't go back to the old Castlevanias like I can to the like Symphony of the Night and afterwards. No. Anyways, there's a lot that you could you know, digest and digress out of the topic, but it's fun to get into it, especially like I appreciate that Jake was playing Deadpool for the first time. The game is 10 years old and he was like, this game was super fun. Like, how did I miss this? How did I not play this game when it came out? And I love those experiences to be able to like experience something for the first time that's old, but be like, damn, that was fun. Like I had a good time with this game, even after 10 years. And I'm sure there's plenty more to do that with i still do it all the time anyways uh, we're gonna wrap up the show unless we had something else you want to throw in there i was just gonna say i do the same thing okay. <laughs> every once in a while i started uh, uh legend of the dragoon again it's still good oh yeah <laughs> legend of dragoon is great <laughs> so good so yeah that'll do it here for us at screen smash this evening thank you all everyone for hanging out thank you jake thank you maria thank you louie i'm dan and uh we'll see you all next week on screen smash goodbye Bye. you haven't even paid me from last time i haven't watched halo either i'm going to summarize Halo Season 2, based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. (laughs) Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive. She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. There's the water on this planet. What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. 
Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.